Episode 93 of the Wider Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. That time of the week again, Wednesday afternoon, when we tell you who to bet on, who to take to cover, the overs, the unders. Some of the bets we hit the nail on the head with, some we don't. Last week, I think we were around 500. So I'm not going to have a perfect week every week. Everybody knows that. That's obvious. Every week is a new week. And this week, we got 13 games in the NFL. So six teams are on a bye. We got 13 games. We're touching on all of them on this episode. Okay, I know sometimes we don't, there's a spread, you know, maybe a tight spread that we don't like to talk about because we we don't feel comfortable telling you who to bet because it's almost impossible to figure out at that point. Sometimes we don't touch spread. Sometimes there are totals where we we don't feel comfortable telling you who to bet because we don't even know who to bet. This time around, we are touching on all 13 games being played. All 13. And as always, it starts Thursday night, tomorrow night, with the Thursday night football matchup, this time between Denver and Cleveland. Okay, and before I say, tell you who to pick, as always, these odds, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook, and as always, they're subject to change. Okay, these are Wednesday's lines. They obviously could change in the next couple days. As for the Thursday night football game, they could change in the next 24 hours. All the lines, spreads, totals, subject to change, but they're all, as always, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. And we have to start Thursday night. Denver plus two against Cleveland. We're taking Denver plus two. Okay? Cleveland's not going to have Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield will not be playing. Case Keenum is going to get to start. uh, Mayfield dealing with that lingering shoulder injury. As he said after the game, it felt like shit. <laughs> um, in case Keenum's getting the start, and I just don't trust Case Keenum, and this is not going to be a revenge game against the Broncos just because Keenum played against played with the Broncos a couple years ago. This isn't Brady returning to New England. Okay, that's not. It's that's. I know we're joking about that. Yeah, I've seen some jokes on Twitter about it, but you know, I don't trust Case Keenum. I don't. There's a reason he's bounced from team to team to team because he's not a reliable, consistent starting quarterback. There's a reason he's a backup in this league right now. Um, yeah, I, I don't trust Cleveland to get it done with Keenum under center. Obviously, they have injuries. They're dealing with injuries to Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, uh, Jedrick Wills, Jack Conklin. I mean, you name it. They're dealing with it. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, the rookie linebacker. They're dealing with injuries everywhere. So I don't trust Cleveland in this game. I don't trust Case Keenum. I'm taking, I think Denver needs a bounce-back game after losing three straight, after they started 3-0. So Denver plus two, Denver plus 105 in the money line. And I'm taking the under, under 41 and a half. Again, because I don't trust Cleveland's offense with, you know, they don't have the, their quarterback healthy, their running backs healthy, Darf Slandry healthy, and their tackles healthy. It's, it's, it's a mess. I don't trust that offense at all. I think it's going to be an ugly, low-scoring game. Uh, I'm not the only one who thinks that. Cleveland, Denver, under 41 and a half points. Then we start with the Sunday 1 o'clock games. And we got a good one in the AFC North. Bengals at the Ravens. I'm taking Bengals plus six and a half. I like the Bengals this year. Four and two. They're coming into their own. 
They have found their quarterback. Joe Burrow is their franchise quarterback. He's good. Man, I thought we we overlooked him a little bit coming out of last year because of the injury. I uh, remember I didn't really put him in my top fantasy quarterbacks. I think I, I did the fantasy article a couple months ago or so. I didn't put him in the top 15 quarterbacks. I should have. So he's good. I think bang, I think the Bengals are going to make this close. I think they're going to make it a three-point game. But I don't think they're going to win, though. I think Baltimore is good. Baltimore obviously blew out the Chargers last week, 34-6. to I think that was a highly impressive victory. I'm taking Bengals plus 6.5. Don't make it close. But Baltimore is ultimately going to pull off this win. They're minus 275 on the money line. I'm taking the Ravens to win outright. And I'm taking the over. Over 47. Because I like both offenses. I like this offense led by Burrow and Jamar Chase. And I like Lamar Jackson. Hey, Lamar Jackson's a top five quarterback right now. <laughs> I mean, the way he's played the last couple of weeks, that's a good offense. So, and the Chargers are not a terrible defense. And they put up 34 on them. So, I have to take the over here. I think the over, I think the total being 47 points is disrespectful to both of these teams. Gotta take the over. 100%. Green Bay and Washington. Green Bay is an eight-point favorite, and let me tell you this, that is not even close to the widest spread of this week. Not even close, okay? We'll get to a couple games where the spreads are much bigger, but Green Bay is minus eight. I'm taking Green Bay here. I have to, because here's the thing. Washington, Washington's defense is atrocious this year. They let up 33 points to New Orleans a couple weeks ago, 34 points to Kansas City. Uh, this past Sunday it is not what it was last year. I mean, remember this Washington defense last year? It was incredible. It's what got them to the postseason. So did every other team in the NFC East not playing well at all. But still, this Washington defense was a proponent of, it was a reason for why the football team made it to the postseason. And it sucks this year. It's not good. Green and Green Bay with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron and all these guys are going to torch that defense. Green Bay minus eight, Green Bay minus four twenty-five on the money line. I don't think saying Green Bay winning by over eight points is a stretch at all. I think they could win by two touchdowns easily. So and I'm taking the over, over forty eight and a half. Listen, there's no game in which this Washington defense is involved where I feel comfortable taking the under. Last year, it would have been the opposite, but that's this isn't last year. Any game that Washington's defense is involved with, I'm taking the over, over 48 and a half. That's how bad that defense is. And Green Bay's defense isn't exactly, you know, the 85 Bears either. So, Jets, Patriots. In Foxborough, 1 p.m. Eastern time. I'm sorry, I got to take the Patriots here, minus seven. I have to. Because here's the thing. I understand the Jets had a week to right the... They had the bye week this past week to right the wrongs. I I understand there were a ton of things that they couldn't... You know, they, they a ton of things that hindered them throughout the first couple weeks of the year. Injuries on the offensive line. Um, injuries in the receiving corps. Zach Wilson being inexperienced. Robert Sala being an inexperienced head coach. And I understand the Patriots aren't that great. They're not the Patriots of old. But Bill Belichick eats rookie quarterbacks up. And he did last time. In week two when these teams face each other, Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. He was an interception waiting to happen. I got to take New England plus, excuse me, I got to take New England minus seven. I understand that's kind of a widespread for the type of team that New England is. 
but I, I, I can't get past the fact that they beat the Jets by 19 last time they faced each other, and that New England picked off Zach Wilson four times, and Zach Wilson couldn't do anything. I'm taking New England minus 7 and New England minus 350 on the money line. Okay, and as far as the total is concerned, I got to take the under. Number one, because I don't love New England's offense. And number two, the Jets sport likely the worst offense in the league right now. You know, like I said, I don't feel comfortable taking any sort of under when it comes to Washington's defense. I don't like taking the over when it comes to the Jets offense. I can't because I don't trust them to score points. I don't trust the Patriots to score too many points either. I think this is a, I could see this game being like a 21 to six win for the Patriots. So the under hits and they cover and win outright. New England does. So I'm taking New England minus seven, New England minus 350 and under 43. Moving on. The other New York team that is not playing well right now. The Giants. Get back game against Carolina, maybe? I don't think so. Listen, the Giants have not been kind to their betters in recent weeks. They're coming off two straight double-digit losses. Lost by 24 to the to Dallas in Week 5. Lost by 27 to the Rams on Sunday. They haven't been kind to their betters lately. So why even why should I tell you to bet them? And I understand this Carolina team is not playing well right now. Does not have Christian McCaffrey. But it's a better team than the Giants. Started off 3-0. So I, I don't have much confidence in the Giants at all. Despite the fact that Carolina has lost 3 straight. I think Carolina is more in the position for a get-back game than the Giants are. I'm taking Carolina minus 3 and Carolina minus 155 in the money line. I have to. As far as the over-under, I'm taking the over. Because I don't think this de- this Carolina defense is, is better than the Giants' defense is. But number one, this Carolina defense hasn't stepped up in recent weeks. So I'm not entirely confident in that defense right now. And number two, the Giants' defense has been atrocious. I mean, really, it's it's given up... 82 combined points in the last two weeks. I guess take out the, the pick six from the Dallas game. So 75 combined points. That's putrid. That is a putrid amount. It's almost, it's embarrassing. I don't trust either of these defenses. I'm taking the over, over 43. And I'm taking Carolina to win outright minus 155 and Carolina to cover minus three. I'm not saying Carolina is going to kill them. I think it'll be like a seven, eight point game, but I trust Carolina more. Okay, we've seen Carolina string together wins this year. The Giants are 1-5. So, got to take Carolina. Kansas City and Tennessee. This is a good game. I'm looking forward to this one. Because, listen, here's the thing. I don't think Kansas City is... is people are saying, oh, is Kansas City done? Is Kansas, this? I think they'll figure it out. I think they'll string together a number of wins that'll get them to the playoffs. Now, I don't know if they're going to win that division, AFC West division, which is surprising because I like the Chargers, and I think the Raiders can be pretty good as well. There's still some question marks with the Raiders if they can compete with some of the better teams in that conference on a consistent basis, but I think the Raiders are a good football team. Uh, I think the Chiefs will string together some wins to help them get to the playoffs. I don't think they're exactly done as a playoff organization. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves just because, and I get it, you know, 3-3 three and three is not the standard for Kansas City. You know, it's the standard for Kansas City is the number one seed in the AFC. So three and three, and they started off two and three before they beat the football team last uh, this past Sunday. That's a surprising start. 
So I get why everyone is sort of worried about Kansas City, but I think they'll string together a bunch of wins. However, I don't think that'll start this Sunday. I like Tennessee. I mean, they defeated Buffalo, who was number one on my power rankings entering week six. Derrick Henry's a star. They have guys on the offensive side of the ball, despite the fact that they're dealing with injuries. They have guys. I think they have good coaches. They have good coaching. I like Mike Vrabel. I like how he coaches. And Derrick Henry is, I mean, who is stopping him? Seriously. You have him running full speed at you. I know the NFL athletes are supposed to say, you know, and they're they're not gonna they're they're not gonna admit that they're scared of anything, but how could you not be scared when Derrick Henry's running full speed at you? It's insane. I feel bad for them. I watch and I'm I get scared. It's just sitting on my couch watching it. I think Tennessee's a good football team. I think Tennessee is coming into its own. Uh, I think, you know, if Tennessee can defeat Buffalo and the talent on that roster that the Bills sport, I think Tennessee can beat any team in this league. Uh, I think home field advantage is going to be good for them this coming Sunday. I'm taking Tennessee plus 5.5 and and Tennessee plus 205 in the money line. I don't like their defense, but Patrick Mahomes hasn't been spectacular. And I think Tennessee's offense is pretty good. I think Tennessee can definitely score points in this league on a consistent basis, and I expect them to do so this coming Sunday. I'm also taking the over, because I don't like either of these defenses, and I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would like Tennessee's defense. I don't know why you would like Kansas City's defense. I mean, did you see how Kansas City's defense showed up against Buffalo a couple weeks ago? It's bad. Before and after the rain delay at halftime on Sunday Night Football, it's bad. Over 57.5 for this game. Tennessee plus five and a half. Tennessee plus 205 on the money line. Moving right along, what do we got? Detroit and the Rams. This is another, this is a big spread. Remember I said Packers minus eight was not nearly the biggest spread of the weekend. This isn't the biggest spread of the weekend either, but it's up there. Rams minus 14 and a half uh, entering this game, or at least as of Wednesday they are. I got to take Detroit plus 14 and a half. I mean, Detroit, poor Detroit, man. Seriously, I mean, poor Detroit. They lost, you know, they losing Matthew Stafford in the uh, in the off season. I, I bet you a lot of fans knew this season was over before it started. After that trade went down, and they're hungry for the, they're the the last winless team in the NFL right now, zero and six. And they're they 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 come close sometimes. They do. I mean, look at they lost to San Francisco by eight. They lost to Baltimore on a 66-yard record-breaking game-winning field goal from Justin Tucker. They lose by 10 to the Bears. They lose by 2 to the Vikings, who I've said before you shouldn't sleep on. The Vikings have lost three games by a combined 11 points, I think. Lost to Cleveland by 7. The undefeated Cardinals by 1. And then the talented Bengals by 3. Don't sleep on Minnesota. And Lions only lost to them by 2. I like the Lions to cover here. Okay, and that's not to say that they won't. I mean, listen, it, it, I, I say they lose by two touchdowns. They so they still cover plus fourteen and a half. Okay, they don't need to get killed, but uh, they, they, I mean, they could still lose by a significant amount and still cover here. That's how wide the spread is. I like the Lions to cover here. I think it's too big of a spread to take the favorite. Take the Lions plus fourteen and a half. I think they fight, and I think they're still they're hungry as ever for their first win. I don't think they're going to get it at all because I'm taking the Rams minus. Uh, what is it right now? Minus a thousand. Obviously, bet that at your own risk. I'm not. I'm not forcing you to put a thousand dollars down on the Rams money line and the effort to win a hundred dollars in profits. But 
I like the Lions to cover plus 14 and a half. And I like the Rams to win outright minus 1,000. As far as the over-under, I like the over. Because I think the Rams um, I think the Rams offense is real good. I think Matthew Stafford could throw the ball downfield. I think Sean McVay is a genius play caller. And they've proven week in and week out that they could put up points on the board. I mean, they put up 38 against the Giants last week. And 28 were in one quarter. Scored 28 points in the second quarter. It was over by halftime, basically. The Giants and Rams game was. 28-3. to three. So I, uh, I, I'm i taking the over in this one. I I don't doubt the Rams' offense. And, I, and listen, the Lions can put up points as well. I, I understand they haven't cracked 20 since week one, but they put up 33 against San Francisco in that defense week one. And so it's not like it's impossible for Detroit to put up any sort of points. But I I, uh, I think the over here. I, really, I just trust the Rams' offense too much. So Eagles in Vegas. Eagles might be a little bit better than we think. Only lost to Tampa Bay by six. And Tampa Bay, I mean, that's obviously the Super Bowl contender right there. Defending Super Bowl champs, Tom Brady. I think we all, we're all aware of how good Tampa Bay is. And Philly only lost by six. I'm taking Philly to cover plus three against the Raiders. However, and I don't usually do this, I think the Raiders can pull this off. Maybe like a game-winning field goal to win by two or one. Taking Raiders minus 165 and the Eagles plus three. I say the Eagles get heartbroken. At the end of the game. Just my gut feeling. Just my gut feeling. I don't think the Eagles are as bad as people may think. They play teams tough. Eagles plus three. Raiders minus 165. Because I'm confident in the Raiders too. I am. I think the Raiders can win ball games in this league. But. I think the Eagles will make it close. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts will make it close. But I think Derek Carr. I ultimately trust. In the end I trust Derek Carr more. I think will lead them to victory. A close victory as I just said. And I'm taking under 49 and a half just because I don't know if I trust the Eagles. I don't know if I trust the Eagles offense to step up as much as it should. And I I think basically what I'm saying is I think over under 49 and a half is too large of a total for this Eagles offense. I just do. Um, And I uh, I think this is one of those games. It'll be... I think it'll be like a 24-22 Raiders win. So I'm taking under 49.5. And now, for the biggest spread of the week, Houston plus 17.5 against Arizona. I know I said minus 14.5 was too big of a spread to take the favorite. I'm talking about the Rams-Lions. 17.5 though, I got to take the Cardinals minus 17.5. I have to. I mean, listen, if the Cardinals are beating the Rams by 17, how many points can they beat the Texans by? If they're beating the Browns by 23, how many points can they can they beat Houston by? I got to take Arizona minus 17 and a half. I said it before on this podcast. Arizona has the potential to be the fastest, if not one of the fastest teams of my lifetime with the guys they have on that side on that offensive side of the ball. With Kyler and Chase Edmonds and DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore and A.J. Green and James Conner. It's the list goes. And now Zach Ertz, the list goes on and on and on. And they just have so much talent on that side of the ball. And the defense is good as well. They're beating Cleveland by 23. They're beating the Rams by 17. They're 6-0. They're the only undefeated team in football right now. I got to take Arizona minus 17 and a half. 
especially since Houston just lost to Indianapolis by 28. And Arizona is far and away better than Indianapolis. We all know that. Arizona minus 17 and a half. Arizona minus 1500 on the money line. Again, I'm not forcing you to put money down on Arizona money line. Okay, so bet that at your own risk. Don't come cro- don't come complaining to me if I tell you to bet Arizona minus 1500 and they somehow lose to Houston. And I'm taking under 47. I don't trust Houston's offense at all. Actually, it's 47 and a half, excuse me. I'm taking under 47 and a half. I don't trust Houston's offense at all. They put up three points against uh, the Colts last week. Uh, I don't trust Davis Mills. I think he's I, he could improve as time goes on, but right now, he can't score points. He can't lead them to any sort of offensive consistency. They're second to last in the league with 15.3 points per game. I don't trust their offense at all, as I've just said, taking under 47 and a half. Another big spread, Chicago-Tampa Bay. Chicago's plus 12 and a half. I got to take Chicago plus 12 and a half. Listen, I, I, I know Tampa Bay's a Super Bowl contender and Chicago's not great and Justin Fields is still learning and he's still developing and he's not great yet. But they make it close though, the Bears. They do. I mean, if you look at some of their games, this Bears team is not horrible. They only lost the Packers by 10. So they would have covered plus 12 and a half there. They beat the Raiders by 11. Obviously would have covered plus 12 and a half there as well. Beat the Lions by 10. Uh, they beat the Bengals by 3. Bengals are obviously talented. Bengals are 4-2. and two. So they have one of, they're responsible for half of the Bengals' losses up to this point. The Bears play them, Bears play teams tough. Yeah, I won't deny that at all. I mean, did you really think that they're going to beat the Raiders by 11? The Raiders were 3, the Raiders started off 3-0. and Did you think they were eventually going to lose to the Bears and a rookie quarterback by 11? I think the Bears can. I think the Bears can make this a single-digit loss. So they'll pl- they'll cover plus twelve and a half, and but I got Tampa Bay winning outright. I think Tom Brady finds a way to win as he always does. Minus six seventy-five for Tampa Bay on the money line. So Chicago plus twelve and a half. Tampa Bay minus six seventy-five money line. As far as total is concerned, I'm taking the under. Uh, listen, I like Tampa Bay's offense. Everybody does. I don't know why you wouldn't, but I don't like Chicago's offense. Uh, I don't trust Justin Fields entirely yet. I think he will develop into a great quarterback one day, but that day is not today. That day is not Sunday afternoon at 425 when they kick off. I'm, I don't trust that offense just yet with him under center. So I'm taking uh, taking the under 47. I have to. Finally, Sunday night football. God, I wish we could. St- I wish they could flex these games already because we got Indianapolis and San Francisco. What a, what a game. What a doozy. Jeez. Anyway, um... I'm taking Indianapolis plus four and a half. Look, I liked how Indianapolis defeated Houston by 28 points. Obviously, Houston is Houston. But despite the, when you look at the fact that Indianapolis started off 0-3, them beating any team by 28 points is impressive. And the fact that they, you know, they Baltimore needed a huge comeback to beat them. Indianapolis, I don't think, is that horrible. So I'm taking Indianapolis plus four and a half. I do not like San Francisco. I haven't liked San Francisco all year. Um, if it wasn't for Russell Wilson's injury... For Seattle, I would still take San Francisco to finish last in that NFC West division. I've always won. I've always thought they're going to finish last. Obviously, before the Russell Wilson injury, I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not in love with Trey Lance. Uh, I, you know, I'm not in love with guys like Brandon Ayuk. I, I don't think, I don't think San Francisco is as good as many think. And I think in that division, it makes life a lot harder because obviously Arizona is great, and so are the Rams. And yeah, not anymore with Seattle, but. I don't like San Francisco, bottom line. I just don't. I think I think Indianapolis could cover plus four and a half, and I think Indianapolis wins this game. I do. I think Indianapolis can win by seven, eight points. 
think it's close. It's, it's, it's not, I'm not saying they're going to kill them. They'll win by seven, eight points. So Indianapolis covers plus four and a half and Indianapolis on the money line plus 170. And I'm taking the over too. I think, I think Indianapolis can put up points. Over under is 44. I think that's a little bit disrespectful by the odds makers there, but what do you know? Um, Indianapolis, I, I would say over 44 um, is, uh, I think that's a lock. That's my lock of the week. Over 44, Indianapolis, San Francisco. Lock it in now before it changes. Okay. I think Indianapolis can score points. They did so against Baltimore. They did so against Houston last week. Over 44. Finally, Monday Night Football. New Orleans, Seattle. Got to take New Orleans minus four and a half. Listen, I don't trust Geno Smith at all. I understand the Seahawks took the Steelers to overtime with Geno Smith. I don't like the Steelers at all, dude. I really don't. I think they have the. I think they have pieces in place, but I they need to get rid of Roethlisberger. It's time. It's over. Like great career. Congratulations, you won Super Bowls and all that, dude. You're done. Like it, it, he's like, he's aging and it shows. You know he, can't, he just can't throw the ball. He can't. So I don't trust Seattle in this game. I know they took Pittsburgh to overtime, but that was with an aging quarterback for Pittsburgh. I don't trust the Seahawks to make this much of a game. I'm taking the Saints minus 4.5 and and the Saints minus 225 on the money line. I'm taking the over, though, because I think the Saints can score. Um, I think Jameis Winston can definitely lead a high-scoring offense here and there. And I think, you know, over under 43, that's a low total for New Orleans. I think New Orleans will only need to put up 30 or so points for this over to hit. Um, and they can do that against Seattle. So Seattle's defense is not good at all. I mean, they can't cover anybody. Jamal Adams can't cover anybody. So I'm taking the over here. New Orleans minus 4.5. New Orleans minus 225. And the over on um, the total, which is over 43. But without further ado, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 93 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. We'll be live here later on in the week four. We're going to be previewing the Giants and Panthers week seven game. So the Giants and Panthers kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern time at MetLife Stadium this Sunday, the 24th. Yeah, 24th. Will they win the Giants? Who knows? I mean, this is a get-back game for either team. The Giants have not shown up whatsoever in the last two weeks dealing with a lot of injuries. Andrew Thomas and IR, uh, Galladay. Uh, Saquon, Caldarius, Tony dealing with injuries. Darius Slayton still dealing with an injury. They're banged up on both sides of the ball. Uh, trade deadline is coming up, so that's obviously a big conversation right now with who do they do, what do they do with guys like Saquon and Jabril Peppers and Evan Engram and Darius Slayton. I actually have an article about that coming on, um, going up on EliteSportsNY.com tomorrow night, or excuse me, tomorrow morning. Thursday morning, so go check that out about the trade deadline and what the Giants could do. So, but we'll have that episode, the Giants Panthers preview episode, uh, on Friday or Friday or Saturday morning. But I'll try to put it up Friday. As always, if you subscribe, you'll be notified when it goes up. But anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey E S N Y. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And all right, I'm out of here. <laughs>